You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, sure. Sam Claiborne, hey, everybody. and CJ Gibson. And we have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about this new Avengers game that's finally being revealed at E3 less than two weeks. We've got to talk about Death Stranding, which has another... Uh, incredibly bizarre trailer and a release date mm -hmm. might be coming sooner than you expected. But first, we are going to pre-tape a little uh, segment that's going to run during our E3 live show right now. I if, find that very confusing. If you allow us, <laughs> if you allow it here, we got it. We get. We, we need to take advantage of, our, of the studio time that Do we, we have, have to here. Pretend like we're in the future. No, pretend like you're in the past. <gasps> You'll see what I'm saying. Here we go. Give me. One, I do that anyway. One second. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. We interrupt your. We interrupt your regularly. <laughs> we interrupt your regularly scheduled E3 2019 live program from IGM to bring you some headlines from E3 of Christmas. No, wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. And that was the segment. Let's talk about Avengers. Okay. <laughs> what do I have to say? Uh, ghosts of E3. E3 okay, dies. here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> We interrupt your regularly scheduled E3 2019 live coverage from IGN to bring you some headlines from the ghosts of E3's past. I'm Damon Hatfield, host of GameScoop, IGN's video game podcast, joined by Justin Davis, Sam Claiborne. I'm getting headlines right now. CJ Gibson. What's happening? And I know everyone's talking about E3 2019 right now, but come on, you've heard enough about E3 2019. Let's talk about ghosts. Let's dial it back. <laughs> We've got ghosts. We've got ghosts from, no, two, 2010? No, 2005? Mm -hmm. Surely not older than that. <laughs> oh. Let's go back to E3 
2000. 2K. They said they wanted something spooky. <laughs> they said they wanted something spooky. This is E3 2000. I have actual headlines that ran on IGN those days of E3. Okay, cool. 2000. Will they make sense? Let's find out. It's headlines. <laughs> Probably not. We know the answer to that. Headlines like Sega's big deal. Mm-hmm. Say it with us now. Price drop. Wee. <laughs> and you're just gonna give us the headline? And I, no. Well, I have some text from the, okay. the story because too. The headline didn't give me any. No. Headline doesn't tell you a lot. I should point out it's not the Nintendo Wii that they're talking about. This, ah, yes, this, that's right. this predates the Wii it's by the emotion or six years. <laughs> Wii. They're yeah. talking about the Sega Dreamcast, which was which was less than a year old mm. at the time of this of this E3. Uh, we said, well, folks, it appears that despite going up against a wall of opposition in the form of Sony's PS2, Sega has brought its climbing gear as Sega's pre E3 oh, shindig. The wall, the climbing, okay. Sega's Peter Moore has just announced yet another aggressive rebate offer that should make even the most conservative gamer take note. Effective June 4th through August 31st, purchasers of a Sega Dreamcast will be eligible for a $50 rebate. And what do you have to do to get this rebate? Simply call a toll free Sega hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Simply call a toll-free Sega hotline to get a local dial-up number, hop online via a free trial month of Sega's new ISP, and register. Okay. That's insane! So it's already bad news when you're giving away a rebate for your console. Sega had not done anymore. Sega had an ISP? Yes. So Sega is Wow, saying, that story <laughs> took a twist I did not expect. So yeah, the Dreamcast was less than a year old and okay. it was it was effectively $149 at that point. Wow. So you call, so you call a call number, number, you I get mean, a different number to use on your modem. Which has yeah. to be local because there was no 1-800 modem number. And you have to, yeah, you get a free trial so month save that. of Sega's new ISP. All right. Wow. And then at the end of that, you get a Dreamcast for $149. There you go. What do you think Sega's browser was like? E3 2000. Do you think we could have read IGN on Sega's browser? Yeah, probably could at the time. Cool. What else was happening? Terrible. In the year what else was happening? Exactly. 2000. PS2 US launch details revealed. Ooh, I like that. That's a big deal. Fantavision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at its pre-E3 press conference in Los Angeles, they don't. We don't call it that anymore. Uh, yeah. Sony today announced exact pricing and release details for PlayStation 2, including hard drive and new peripheral information for the North American market. Oh, I don't remember peripherals. Price, as speculated, the US launch price for PlayStation 2 is $300, just like the original PlayStation. Two Dreamcasts you get for that price. Yeah. <laughs> I, all I remember is that it stood up on its side. Yeah. yeah. yeah Do we know that at this point? I'm not sure. Hmm. The launch date, the system will be released on October 26th, 2000. Crazy. Sony also announced that the US PlayStation 2 will feature an expansion bay on the back of the unit that enables connection of a 3.5 inch hard drive and a network card. I, I never used I that. Think, yeah, yeah, I don't think that was exactly. much used. That wasn't me. They revised the PS2 a lot, right? Like the back of that console changed over the years. Pretty yeah. But a hard drive, I don't, I don't think existed because we all use memory cards. Yeah. And they were really and, crappy. Yeah. And people bought it for mostly to have the in-bedroom DVD player. That was the main feature. Absolutely. I don't know about in-bedroom. It was the first DVD, DVD player, player that a lot of people had. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. It was my, it was my first DVD yeah. player. Got the Matrix on DVD. That's Fellowship right. of the Ring. Absolutely. I had that on DVD too. Oh, Man. There you go. I watched that. Extended edition. Hundred times. The mm-hmm. Hobbiton. One more uh, e- uh, headline from E3 2000. Nintendo on Dolphin. Oh, right. Nintendo speaks out on its upcoming next-generation system. Nintendo of America president Minoru Arakawa Ooh. and company executive Peter Main met the press today to talk about the company's 64-bit lineup and touched on the forthcoming Dolphin. 
Which is of course what. Oh, so they're still putting out 64 games. Yeah, in well, 2000, yeah. Time. A couple of them. I mean, Majora's, Majora's Mask and Conquerors. Yeah. Arakawa, who Ray. shyly explained that Retro Studios, Rare, and Mr. Miyamoto's EAD teams were already well underway with Dolphin Software, mm-hmm. also noted that the IBM chip for the system is finished and development is now gearing up in full. The Nintendo head honcho promised next generation software that will truly take what software houses have accomplished on Nintendo 64 to the next level. He was talking about Star Fox Adventure. <laughs> Additionally, Arakawa restated Nintendo's 2001 release date for Dolphin, noting that the Electronics Entertainment Expo 2000 is home to a demonstration of the company's current 64-bit lineup. Not its next-generation one. Absolutely nothing in relation to the Dolphin system is being previewed behind closed doors at E3. They always do stuff like that. That's a common Nintendo thing still. Think so? We're not going to talk about Pokemon <laughs> yeah. at E3. We're going to do it two weeks early. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a look back at E3 2000 headlines here from IGN. Thanks for being a good sport putting up with us. We now return you to your regularly scheduled E3 2019 coverage on IGN. That was fun. Now we can get to a regular. Are we still recording? A regular game sim. Yeah, just keep it going. Someone's listening or watching the show. They just got all that, and now they're getting. Now they're getting more game scoop. Got it. Do we normally include the bloopers? Sometimes I include bloopers. Yeah. You don't edit me. Oh dear God! It depends on if if your blooper is funny or not. Uh oh. People like you. People like you. Uh, Avengers. Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. We got the name. Avengers. It's Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. It's not confusing at all. No. Uh, but it's not the Avengers. It's, it's Marvel, just Marvel's Avengers, Marvel's which is, Avengers. I think, the Marvel's name. Spider Man. Well, yeah, Marvel's. Yeah. Mar- Marvel's the Spider Man would be a little weird, though. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being published by Square Enix, developed by Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Fully unveiled at E3 um, in uh, Sony's old time slot, actually, that Monday evening at 6 p.m. Yeah. It's like, what, so, so they got that in Final Fantasy. Like, that's enough to fill Do you think you'll control the Avengers like Pikmin and they are, like, all around a central thing and, like, as you press right and left, they're all moving together? I think it's probably just pinball. <laughs> it's yeah. probably going to be like Adama, I think. Yeah, Adama. Yeah, or like maybe it's an, it's an Avengers-themed game. Adama yeah. game maybe. again. Uh, what I feel like there's a lot what of questions. What if it's a battle royale? <laughs> yeah. All right, so can't be. Not, I mean, that would probably be pretty cool. Um, Crystal Dynamics is known for Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just basically known for that action adventure mm-hmm. thing, starring Lara Croft. Whereas the Avengers, it's really narrative driven, like Uncharted, yeah. though. So I don't like. What is this game? Well, there were rumors that it was you know Destiny like, right? Like a game as a service, online yeah. sort of persistent world thing. Mm. And then there were rumors that that was kind of rocky. And so at this yeah. point, it's like you know maybe they. Rebooted well, it. Maybe it is more narrative focused, or maybe yeah. it's still going to be that. Like that's why I'm so curious. Like the fact that it was a little bit leaky, and we did sort of know some stuff, uh, you know, through the rumor mill about this game. That like now I'm very curious to see like what, yeah, you know, it's what. Like, while that sort of model like could make sense for Avengers, it's just not what Crystal Dynamics does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe it is now. <laughs> But if it's like, if they're making an action adventure game, how do they reconcile the fact, I mean, uh, I would presume that there's going to be multiple playable characters or multiplayer because that's kind of what the Avengers are all about, right? They like, like to assemble. Lot, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like, you want to assemble play, a team. You could play as a single character per chapter or like, which yeah. is like very 2000 era yeah. you know, movie yeah. adaptation game. Or Lego like, games or the are like that. The, uh, the online the persistent world thing was odd because there's not that many Avengers 
There's really only a few. <laughs> so it's like who, like Destiny, it works because you're in a world with like, you know, several dozen other people, yeah. but that seems harder in like a superhero themed experience. Yeah, I think even with Anthem now, just looking at that reception overall, like if that's something that people are looking at as a model, like that's a, that's a pretty shaky launch. And, you know, to, to go into that space, like Destiny is really the only, you know, developer who's really done that right so far. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they decided to go that route, but. Yeah. I don't know. They have such different swaths of powers, like the way Hulk moves versus Thor, who can just move anywhere he wants, yeah. or Captain America, or like some of the other uh, characters, which can't even fly or jump really high. It's, it's really confusing to think. Like I, I feel like they have to make narrative levels that they just have to kind of platform through instead of doing like, oh, here's a city, like hop around it like the Hulk, or yeah. Yeah. just fly across the whole thing. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It's taken them, you know, Marvel games and their approach to, you know, licensing out and sort of picking the right partner for the right game, picking Insomniac for Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that's taken yeah. them a long time to get going, but now that we are sort of finally seeing the fruits of that, Spider-Man turned out so great. Yeah. And, you know, this Avengers game, you know, we'll see what it ends up being, but Crystal yeah. Dynamics also has an excellent track record. So, you that's know. true. Very excited for that, and um, I'm just I'm pleased to see the fruits of uh, that approach finally starting to pay off. And there's no indication of like what universe it is, right? Well, that's yeah, that's kind of like like I wouldn't expect it to be like tied into the movies and have all this like talent, like have the likenesses of these actors and the voice talent. Yeah. Like, and then if it's not, it then Avengers so expensive. expensive. But then it's like if you if you look at the original like teaser trailer for this game from years ago. Three years ago, I think you see this rubble, mm-hmm. and there's like Captain America's shield yeah. and Thor's hammer, and then a voice that sounds like Black Widow says, "We just have to reassemble." Yeah, so I don't know. It kind of kind of seems like yeah, I mean, it's similar. similar the least, Avengers like, have had yeah. so many permutations over decades and decades. It's kind of funny to think about like if they're going to use the characters from the MCU, do they have to? Is that more fun or less fun? Like I kind of want them to do. You know, this Avengers game with like crazy Avengers in it that we don't yeah. know about. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally not going to be tied into the movies, right? I mean, I, I it wouldn't think be, so. It might be, they might use the familiarity of the characters in the movies yeah. to make it the same Avengers. Or yeah. maybe it's happening after the movie ended and they tie or in it's like, that part of it's it. Not, the, there's like the Guardians of the Galaxy game that's its own thing with its yeah. own voice cast. Like, it's not the same cast as the Telltale games. game? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not going to be, uh, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. If it's tied into the MCU. I yeah. can't wait to see the hat you pick out first. But then it's like... <laughs> now you have to wear happening. a hat at E3. Oh, no. Yeah. Then it's like, if they've got Marvel Spider-Man, could they create a Marvel like video game universe? Yeah, that would be interesting. And the Avengers building you know? was in Spider-Man. Like, is Spider-Man yeah. going to be in this game? Yeah. Is it an, yet another new Spider-Man? Or is it that Spider-Man from see, the... See, that's Zombies interesting, too. That'd be not. great, but, but that's a different PS4 publisher. Exclusive. I agree yeah, with you. I agree. That's just These are just the questions that are like... It's really interesting. What do you guys want it to be? Like, if you were to pick any genre out right now, I mean, I feel like we've got a pretty healthy dose of battle royales and, you know, first-person shooters and everything else. What, what do you guys want it to be? I want it to be Uncharted with, you know, the Avengers characters. I would, in that sense, though, like, so many of them break the Uncharted kind of climbing and, and exploring yeah, stuff because they can fly or yeah. whatever. And that kind of concerns me. Yeah. I kind of want to be focused on one character. I don't know if an ensemble cast like of these heroes will work for me in a game. Mm, yeah, I could imagine. So just think about what Crystal Dynamics is good at: a Tomb Raider style game, four-player co-op. Each player gets to pick a different adventure, and you go through the level together. That'd be cool. That's but a still keep it. Like, they're like, "Whoa, there's a poison cloud, Iron Man. You can't fly. You gotta stay yeah. on the ground." Yeah. Like, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> if Thor can just hop to Ragnarok at any moment, yeah. it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably want it to be a pinball game. I think. Still, yeah, still leading with pinball. Zen Pinball made Marvel tables. They were pretty good. There's a stern Marvel Avengers machine. It's just pretty plasticky and crappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed Plast- plastic crappy. <laughs> Missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. What's the matter, human? 
can't beat a bunch of apes. All right, moving on. Death Stranding uh, is out this year, November 8th. Yeah, crazy. crazy. There's a, like a nine minute new trailer yeah. out today. Saw game Another play. little like short film. Yeah. Is, uh, There's coming, suddenly a fall lineup. Yeah, coming yeah. this year. Is that, uh, are you surprised it's coming this year? I'm yeah. more worried than surprised. Like two really? years of development is not a whole lot of time for mm. a Kojima game, which take oh, those usually take a long time. So I think this is just gonna be a different type of game. It was yeah. obviously tell it's different. Yeah. Like you can make you can make a game in two years, but the task of like getting a new studio and like he's been very open about yeah, the, the process of like renting the space yeah. and like designing the studio and like yeah. designing the logo and like to go from like a logo on a napkin to mm-hmm. a finished AAA game in that amount of time is Maybe unbelievable. Compared to like two years know. is not out of the realm of possibility yeah. if you're just going from like, you know, Uncharted four to five. Like that's doable. But this seems pretty crazy. And we did see like driving. We mm-hmm. saw combat. Yeah. We yeah. saw sneaking. Like yep. there's a lot of gameplay. <laughs> they we made saw. and they made a game like the like even picking a game engine. Like, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It's wild. I don't I don't get it. I don't I think it has yeah. to be like a more condensed maybe ground zeros like game. Yeah, but but we know now that it's available for pre order that it's a sixty dollar game. Yeah. Ground Zeroes was $40, yeah, I want to say. Um, I mean, I, I'll say, th- we had this, maybe this conversation before, and I think that it's weird that once you're into this late development cycle of the consoles, people understand the development of it a little bit more. So I'm not saying you couldn't do it in mm. a couple years, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too surprised. I thought it was going to be this year. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be next year for PS5. But Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is a game that the trailers for it so traded on um, the mystery and just it's so odd and weird and yeah. what's this baby and what's Guillermo del Toro doing that like <laughs> getting the answers to those questions, like getting the product in your hand, there stands such a good chance of it being disappointing. Like not knowing the answer and being able to pick apart, you know, like the pin that a character is wearing and what that means. Like once it exists and you're once you're playing a... Uh, even if it's really innovative and new, it's still going to be like a conventional-ish mm. third person, you know, moving a character around on a screen. Like, that's yeah. almost certainly going to be a little bit less fun than, like, than, than picking apart those trailers, right? <laughs> and, like, the speculation about it. Yeah. I admire, yeah. like, the, the difference in, in just the amount of creativity that's in it. I mean, it, it may not end up being for me, but, like, it is really cool to follow a game that's this different from every other yeah. game mm-hmm. in the way it's marketed. So it's like Twin, T- Twin Peaks first came out. And, you know, the 80s. It's like, there was nothing like that. And it felt different. And then when you watch Twin Peaks, it's like, oh, this this thing is really weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's very strange. And it's its own thing. Like, maybe maybe Death Stranding will pull that off. Yeah. yeah. There's, still, there's still a lot we don't know. Like, a nine-minute trailer is crazy long. But, like, we still don't know. Like, he's dropped all these hints about the online, like, being able to communicate with other players. And it's a game about being, you know, communicating mm-hmm. with other people and being connected. And I'm like, what is all that about? Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, a November eighth release date puts it just a couple weeks after Medieval, the remake of Medieval, which is another oh, boy, yeah. it's another uh, PS4 exclusive. Yeah. It's like those are the two like PS4 exclusives for this fall that we know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's uh, just a week before Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. just right. another single player games. Yeah, that's on November. Well, games worth trying, at least yeah. in my opinion, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know? yeah, I think the big question then for uh, everybody was Last of Us Two. What does that mean? Is it this year? Pushed. Yeah. yeah, there was yeah. rumors today that completely unconfirmed that uh, it would be Q1 next year. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, I, f- I feel like if they had both these two games at the end of the life cycle, just space it out. I'm last of Us last 1 was also very, very end of last gen. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. And they, yeah. they ported Got it. the uh, remastered edition. Yeah. yeah. CJ, what's your interest level in Death Stranding? 
So it's funny, I actually got a chance to uh, interview Mark Cerny and Kojima early on, uh, probably a couple years back at PSX, it was there a few years ago. So it is crazy just to look at, you know, I remember there was all these like hypotheses, what is this? And if you watch an old school video, I think we did with Max, uh, he was talking about, oh, there's so many representations of, yeah, what the baby means and all these weird things. So uh, just, just watching people's, you know, excitement level being trying to follow the lore of what could be, I think that's what's exciting for me. The gameplay, like it's so funny for Kojima games. I think you're either into what the gameplay is or not. Yeah, like with me with Castlevania 4. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Here we go. Uh, and, and so I think, yeah, they're either one of those things where there's a bit of action, there's a bit of stealth, and maybe depending on your, you know, what you like, you're, you're going to be into it. Or not. We'll get into the Castlevania. <laughs> well, you don't need to get into it. Oh, we do. No, we uh, don't. But yeah, I think, I think that's what I'm excited to see is whether or not this will be kind of primarily maybe a stealth game or an action game or to see how those things play out. I, thought, I feel like I've, there's never been a bigger mismatch between my hype level for a game and then how much I ended up liking it the Metal Gear Solid 5 like I was so excited thought that game was going to be amazing I thought it was absolutely incomprehensible and just impossible yeah. to understand and play and really impossible to understand not impossible to play for me though yeah. you, you and I are on opposite sides oh, of that I played that yeah. game for like 200 hours yeah. and yeah. loved every hour like I had to rip myself away to do work on other games <laughs> You do. it plops you in the same area and over and over changes. and over again a little it's bit I know every time. second area <laughs> it is no yes. it's like it's like an open world with like 10 G.I. Joe like bases yeah, but then I and went to like the same base and it asked me to do the same thing again and then it was these audio logs and I didn't understand who I was or what I was doing there. For me that game was really about collecting and, and yeah. sneaking and I really like the yeah. Fulton stuff of that you could just I agree. build yeah. these huge armies and then eventually you get a sniper that makes it so you can really sneak in these really fun ways and so I guess oh, like man, what a game. I completely agree with you that Death Stranding feels uh, so different and I actually really like that Twin Peaks um, analogy. I, yeah, I completely agree with all of that and I respect Kojima as a creator. I think you'll get your wish am, it's not a Metal Gear game. I am very, very skeptical <laughs> that this game will be, you know, for me in a game that I sit down and I'm like, yes, I'm so fun, having so much fun and I'm glad that I'm playing this right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm really, really pleased, as I've said on Scoop many times, someone that gives me a new vision for what video games so you're thinking be. it's going to be Last Guardian level. Maybe, yeah. That's, that's, maybe. A, that's a good cut. Yeah. Uh, we have an email from one of our listeners, Vito, in Fort Lauderdale. Cool. He says, I watched a trailer for Death Stranding. It is definitely odd. <laughs> I can safely say I have no clue what this game is about, but I noticed that Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid... Both have the same number of letters in their name. Whoa. Now, I do not normally believe in stuff like this, but Kojima is one to totally fool us with projects he's worked on in the past. Can this game be related to Metal Gear in some way, maybe a prequel where we learn about the boss or something like that? What it's do you A guys prequel? Think? I know. Yeah. It's like Metal Gear goes back way, to like... Way, way back. With yeah. all the bad blood with Konami, if yeah. this game turns out to be a secret Metal Gear game, the internet Ooh. will implode. Yeah. Yeah. There's already been a Konami game you know, that is Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't the real world there, bad blood. There's between. the reality that yeah. Konami yeah. owns the license to Metal Gear. Yeah. However, I wouldn't put it past uh, Kojima to work in some sort of jabs or references what if, or something. What if eggs. behind closed doors, in secret, they buried the hatchet? Well, sure. And the then main, yeah. at the end, or like, the, like the, the, the title screen pops up and it's like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 6, Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would lose their mind. Yeah, it is true. That'd be crazy. A little, a little too crazy. Did you guys catch the titular line where they talked about yeah. Death Stranding? I'm so sick of these Death Strandings. Yeah, what are all- <laughs> I can't wait to get out of this Death Stranding. Oh. <laughs>
Well, speaking of Konami then, Konami just revealed this week the full lineup for the Contra Anniversary Collection. Ooh, nice. The latest in the, the, the conclusion of its anniversary trilogy, mm-hmm. started with arcade classics, uh, Castlevania classics, mm-hmm. and now Contra Anniversary Collection. Probotector yeah. Anniversary Collection. <laughs> so the full lineup here in the Contra Anniversary Collection, uh, which we're still ready on a release date for, is the arcade version of Contra, NES version of Contra, mm-hmm. Famicom version of Contra. Nice. Super Arcade, or Super Contra in the arcade, Super C on NES, Contra 3 on Super Nintendo, Super Probotector, which is the European version of Contra 3, Contra Hardcore from Sega Genesis, <clears throat> Probotector, which is the Sega Mega Drive Ooh, version okay. of Hardcore. Okay. So Genesis version, yeah, why would they just call it that though? It just sounds like it's Contra. And then Operation C for the Game Boy. Solid. Where's Contra 4? Well, Contra 4 was a DS game that yeah. you had made heavy use of both screens. Whatever. So uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. probably the reason it why. It seems like these collections are definitely stopping at this weird 1994 point. Or so they can do a volume two because there were a bunch oh, of like man. PlayStation yeah. and PlayStation yeah. 2 Contra yeah. games that are not not good. I would like to revisit them in a collection like yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, though. sure. Like, this is the opportunity to put those in, but yeah. I think they're complicated, like, three yeah, games. Was there, is it real or did I dream? Was there a game called C that starred uh, uh, Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis was in some PS1 action oh. game. Are talking was, about Apocalypse? Yeah, maybe I am thinking of we Apocalypse. We talked about that. Maybe I'm conflating yeah, two things. We talked about that on Scoop. Um, it's missing uh, the Contra NES game Contra Force. Mm. It is missing that one, yeah. Not that I don't think that game is very good. But it's, it's not missing. very it's good, missing. but it's like a rare game and it's interesting. But you know what's missing is Contra Rebirth, the WiiWare game, yeah. which is a throwback style and, Contra and game. And then the Castlevania yeah. collection didn't have Rebirth in it either. It didn't have that. And then <clears throat> it doesn't have uh, Hardcore Uprising, the XBLA game. Did they, that game so, is so good. Yeah. I understand Wonderful. Contra Arcade and Contra NES because they're pretty different. Well, I don't understand the distinction One's between skinny. Contra NES, <laughs> yeah. Contra so NES and Contra Famicom. I, yeah, I have no idea like, what the difference is there. That feels so like really, that. what you're only talking—you're talking about. I was going to look it up. I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Two, three, four, five. You're talking about five unique console games, and then an Operation C Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. You're really talking about. The Contra uh, in the arcade is a vertical cabinet, so a uh, uh, monitor and a cabinet. Mm-hmm. So it's really good for like the waterfall level, where you can like yeah. see a lot of it. But then on NES, they put it back on, on its side again. Yeah. So That's completely why it's so easy rebuilt. to kill your friend <laughs> if you just go up too high. I think the NES, in this weird situation, the NES game is so much better than the yeah. arcade game. It's not. It's closer with this. With like like Rygar is a terrible arcade game, and the Rygar NES game is much better. But like this is like it's closer. But like the NES game is the Contra to play. It's so yeah. fun. Such a great co-op game. Yeah, so did you beat the arcade one versus the NES one? Because I beat the NES the, one. The arcade one's not difficult to beat because it has continued quarters. So yeah. you can just keep keep. That's the reason why I didn't beat it, though. Mm-hmm. I remember beating, you know... You know well, yeah. It would cost $10. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's a lot of money. A lot of scratch in 1989 right. or whatever. Tons, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of really fun games in here. Like you said, from this era, Contra Force is the only one that isn't included in it. I don't think that's any big loss. Mm-hmm. But Sam, you recently reviewed the Castlevania collection, and you liked that one. Yeah, it's so it. good. The quality of games is, like, so high in that collection. We've already talked about it in GameScoop. But this, like, Contra games are, yeah. are pretty good quality. I don't think they're as high quality as the Castlevania games, in my opinion. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Looks like a great. I mean, I love Contra and like the little art book and Castlevania stuff was was. I ended up really liking it. Like, I want to see that treatment for Contra. And then they're putting DLC packs out for free for the Castlevania stuff. And like, hey, if there's more stuff to come, more weird Contra games. I'm yeah. What's the free DLC? Uh, they're doing the, the Japanese versions of the oh. NES games. But the only one I know they're doing is Castlevania Three. I don't know if they're doing other ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I I just I haven't heard either way. I think this is the worst of the three Konami collections. Worse than the arcade classics one. 
Yeah, well, That's the arcade just a bunch of Contra's more random. Yeah, arcade I, games. yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. It's like the Contra games are better than the arcade classic games, but I respect that one for you know bringing back and elevating you know deep cuts and like giving you something like you've never seen this before. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. And I like that from a perspective of like sort of resurrecting these experiences that no one's ever had. Whereas it's, Contra, it's like none of these games are rare, hard to find, hard to play. Like they're closer to brawlers, where it's like it's not as fun to revisit them, but they at least they're they feel the shooting is really good, and then the uh, they're all co-op, so it's like. It is a different thing. Back then, there were so few co-op games that the Contra series is like really high in my mind. I do like it for that, but now there's I don't need that co-op. Co-op it scratched as much as I did back then. Yeah, Bubble Bobble back mm-hmm. then. Bubble Bobble so Collection could have uh, oh. that. <laughs> Rainbow <laughs> Islands, Parasol Stars, Sad Bubble Bobble Part Two. Yeah, he thought he was joking. Uh, so Sam, in your in your Castlevania collection review, you wrote a very clever uh, par- ver- verdict paragraph. We included clever. A, lot of, a lot of puns. It's not a word anybody used around it. <laughs> I thought it was very clever. Okay. You used a lot of puns, Castlevania yeah. puns. In so your do you have one there. written for this? Well, I just thought you know if you end up reviewing the Contra okay. <laughs> anniversary collection and you like it, or just give me the bullet point version. If you liked it, I thought maybe I, we could get ahead of it. The bullet point <laughs> version. Uh, <laughs> You know, it could be something like the Contra Anniversary Collection is a blast. Blast. It's definitely worth shelling out the dough. Bloody hell. Lord knows it's a jungle out there trying to find quality games. Sure, for you younger gamers, these relics might seem alien. (laughs) But for you hardcore action fans, you'll be saying, shoot, if you miss out. Shoot! <laughs> I like shoot. Shoot. That's really good. If you don't like uh, that, Sam wrote that. Hey, okay. spread the word. <laughs> Damon's oh, got a good man. good sense of puns as well. They're not even puns. I don't know what you would call those. Yeah. No, they are. They're puns? Some, some, some of them are. Some yeah, of I think them they're are. puns. Because spread has a different meaning. I, re- I really want to get into it, though, why you don't like Castlevania 4. We, we, we no, are you still I using Contra terms? I want to use it. I want to get Are you still saying quick. Contra words? You say it out loud. Say it are, for the camera. Why didn't you ask me using a word that's related to the series Contra? Mm, I can't. Exploding Castle. bridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Castlevania 4 is the worst, though? No, I no, didn't get okay. I said, it was, I said it was great. Okay, so why are you, ba- why are you baiting him? <laughs> yeah, let's stay on track here. <laughs> All right. And, uh, to go along with our uh, K- uh, Konami and Kojima news this week, I have a headline from E3 2005 mm. from IGN. Got it. E3 2005, Metal Gear Solid 4 on PS3. Wow, that was that long ago? Yeah. And in our story, uh, we say in addition to Metal Gear subsistence, Kojima announced and demonstrated Metal Gear Solid 4 for PS3. I think subsistence was like the Game of the Year edition, a re-release of 3. Snake Eater. At the Konami press event currently in progress, Mr. Hideo Kojima announced he has been authorized to form a development house within the greater whole of Konami. The new production studio, aptly called Kojima Productions, (laughs) will continue to work on the Metal Gear franchise with Metal Gear Solid 4 on PS3, a game Kojima himself will write, direct, and produce. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, And then also from E3 2005, Revolution revealed first ever picks of the oh, Nintendo the system. Revolution. I remember that Nintendo, I mean, the Wii obviously ended up being a smash hit. <laughs> but they're, t- yeah, that we Colors? never, we I'll never got the green I'll put this up on the screen. It never happened. Yeah. There's this lime green Wii. They announced their game console and announced the keyword re- revolution a year before they showed off the controller and the motion controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So they kept that under their hat for like yeah. a year. Yeah, it was like this is this is their yeah. secret little box. They're like, they're like, here's our console. Like it's pretty small. Its code name is Resolution Revolution. We'll have more to say <laughs> at E3 2006. Please yeah. be excited. It is. It's so together that you can even see the little crease for the GameCube ports yeah. is in there. Not like enough. this is not like a, a yeah. fake you know yeah. box. Like they knew what they were doing. I mean, it's all funny. The, they they right ended up re-releasing. Remember uh, all those rumors? All that fake or the VR headset fake? Oh yeah, really mm, convincing one yeah. that someone made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, I think they they, re, they updated a red model at the very end in Canada. That was mm-hmm. like Canada. the red one came out. It looked a little the bit. The green one though. just was just a lie. Yeah, yeah, lying. Well, the gray one too. I think the gray one looks yeah. cool. It's kind of silvery gray. Yeah, Revolution. That was a great. I, I wish they had a stuck with that name. Yeah, I'll never forget when they announced Wii. Everybody was looking around, going, "How do you spell that?" And then W I. Were you working at IGN when the Wii was announced? I was. What did the staff think? They were making jokes about it all day long. Yeah. Well, because at first, I remember being there as well, too. Nobody knew whether or not it was an upgrade or whether or not it was like an yeah. accessory. Well, like, that was where's the, Wii the U, device? Really. Well, like, that's what I thought you said, the Wii U. Oh, no. But, mm. like, yeah, for the Wii in general, both were, were odd. The name like, Wii, we were all wrong. Turned yeah. out to be, but with the Wii U, we were all correct. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and then when I was digging around in old uh, E3 headlines, I found the Ubisoft press conference live blog from E3 27. Wait, who wrote that though? Dude? Written by yours truly. Oh. And I had no memory of writing this. Of course not. That's crazy. So this would have been my second E3 working at IGM. E3 live blog because you couldn't. You probably it was probably hard to stream them by then, so people would follow along. Yeah, I don't think we, we must not have been streaming them. I don't yeah. think there was live streams. Yeah. We would go to the event. Yeah. And live there blog, was, live blog. We would live blog them for a little bit anyway. Yeah. yeah. So let me allow me to take you back to Do Ubisoft's it. press conference E3 2007. Let me set the stage. Isn't for you. like a Ubisoft press conference also unusual for that time? Like they became commonplace in 2000. They were very different as you yeah. as you're about to find out. Still Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, very very exactly. different. Okay. Eve yeah. Guimau, CEO of Ubisoft, on stage talking about the success of Pets. <laughs> Look for a lot more Pets games. Great. That was my attitude. I was talking about pets earlier. Horses, dogs, and cats are coming to the Wii this holiday. Dolphins and tigers coming to DS. Dolphins and tigers? Coming to DS. Tony Key, VP of Marketing in the USA, takes stage. Calls new E3 exhilarating. The room laughs. Because remember, this is 2007 when they were trying something different for E3. When it was in a different part of LA. Yeah, and it wasn't wasn't a big big company. They made it really small and almost shut it down. Talking about new strategies like casual games. Ubisoft calls it games for everyone. Yeah. Moving into the music category of games, introducing jam sessions on DS. Has a DS hooked up to a huge stack of amplifiers. Awesome. They were watching that. Keys strumming some chords. Sounds great. Plays Tom Petty's Free Falling. Oh. Playing Wild Thing. Asks audience to sing along. Tells us we're awful. Time for a montage. Rayman 2, Naruto, End War, Splinter Cell, Convicted. I don't know if that was a different name or my typo. CSI, Hard Evidence. They used to do those license oh, games. Oh, this right. is how people used, wow. to, used to read these live blogs, and that's yeah. how you would follow along yeah. with what was being announced. All right, we're moving on to Brothers in Arms, Hell's Highway. Colonel John Antle of Gearbox Software takes the stage. That's pretty neat, though. All right, well... That was we, we understand. Yeah, that brings us to video game. Twenty questions. Wait, what was that? What was the? What was that? This is a. This is um like the E3. Uh, this looks so cool. This is from 20, 2007. Also, is that uh, IGN? Yeah, this is IGN. The E3 wow. highlights. We had a Metroid Prime Three info, Halo Three preview, yeah. a Fable Two hands-on, Killzone Two impressions, hands-on with Super Mario Galaxy, hands-on with Guitar Hero Three, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Okay, I would read every single one of those. Yeah, except for UFC, probably. Ooh. That was our research. In 2007. Why would Super Mario Galaxy have a hands-on that it came out like three years before that? 
No, 2007. Oh, I think it's Yeah, that's 2007. Yeah, great year. That was a good a year good for games, games in yeah. general. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Colin Copeland in Waco, Texas. Let the questioning begin. Now we have five questions from last week we can spend. That's not, uh, that's oh, not how it works. That, oh, Are you sure? That's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Where's the boss music? Uh-oh. <laughs> Should I pull something up? Here's a trade-off. Let's not get to the boss music. All Remember, right, we already had this conversation. Yeah. Fifteen questions. Fourteen. Was this game originally released on a cart? No. Uh, is this from before the year 2000? No. Ooh. Um... I'm not going to bother asking the optical media question. Well, um, why not? No, because I feel like it's mostly after 2000. A lot of optical okay. Media. Could be downloadable. Oh, yeah. I feel like we rule out of... Uh, would this have been initially released, yeah, as a downloadable game? No. Well, okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. It eliminates, like, PC and a bunch of other stuff, potentially. Does it? Maybe. Well, when this game came out, did it cost $60 in the United States? No. <sighs> Maybe a moment. Don't think so. It's Katamari Damacy. <laughs> um, not released on a cart, not downloadable, but not sixty dollars. Right. Is this a uh, is this a platform exclusive? Yes, that's five. Ooh, I think it's a I think it's a PSP game. Oh, PSP. I was gonna say Roko Roko. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the, maybe we mentioned it early in the episode. What was the uh, Kojima game we we're talking about there? Maybe. But we should mention a lot more games before asking that question. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking a lot. Uh, is this a, um, a Sony game? What do you mean by is it? This on, was this on a Sony platform? No. <sighs> um, no I don't know what to do with this. Do we, say pl- do we say platform exclusive yet? Yeah, it's a platform exclusive. I don't understand what platform this was in. Where it, It's not on a cart, and it's not... I mean, I guess... It's, it's just a disc game. Yeah, that you can on everything. But not a $60 get disc game. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. But Wii games might have been $50. Mm. Some of them. Uh, oh yeah, I think it's Katamari. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So, would this Alien Hominid? <laughs> would this be a Nintendo franchise game? No. <laughs> oh. But that didn't eliminate whether it was on a Nintendo system or not. Yeah, it, that's th- true. That's oh true, no, I guess it did. No, I, I guess mean, it, no, it didn't. Because no, because platform exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Did this appear on a Nintendo console? Yes. Okay. So at so least we have more information. Characters, exactly. We're in real trouble here. Um, <laughs> Could be Red Steel. Oh jeez! Oh well, yeah. Should we find out if it's like uh, was this a Wii game? Just Wii, or, Wii U, or Switch? Yeah, exactly. Or, well, it's not Switch. Is this a Wii game? Was this a Wii game? No. GameCube. GameCube. Yes. <gasps> okay. So GameCube exclusive at ten. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Is an ex- it, we know it's an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Does, Zach, Zach and Wiki. Yeah, I was thinking Zach and Wiki. There's also a PNO three and like those like weird Capcom games. A lot of those became they, they Killer got, Seven won't be it because it, no, it's not exclusive anymore. Yeah, they all got ported. And Resident Evil wasn't. maybe. Yeah, I don't. You know, PNO three did not because it was bad. I, I like that game. <laughs> that no. I was just you gonna like say that? that that game. And there was also it. did Beautiful Joe get ported? Oh, we already had the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, they're, they're, we'll get the knowledge. Odama, I already mentioned it. Yeah, that, I think that's Nintendo made, but not a franchise. Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a dead bit. Published. No? Published. Probably. I don't, I think was it, this game? Who um, made it? Yeah. Could be Super Monkey Ball. Yep. I well, think. that was on Dreamcast and stuff, right? No. How about asking? Uh, does this game have sequels? No. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let oh. me think. I don't. This game has no direct sequel that I'm aware of. It's not Super Monkey Ball. I was gonna say, yeah, because it had sequels, but they weren't named sequels. It's not Katamari Damacy. Mm-hmm. 
Do we know that it wasn't uh, developed? He's checking. He's checking. Do, do we know that it wasn't developed by Nintendo? <laughs> he asked if it was a Nintendo franchise game. Yeah, and the answer was no. no. Could it still have been developed by Nintendo? I don't know. I there's no... There's a small chance. GameCube exclusive is like my era. This is when I was all like reading yeah, Nintendo sure. Joe every day. Mm. Um, I still think it could be Zack and Wiki. Cat was made by Capcom. That was on Wii though. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. All right, the last question was, does this game have sequels? Uh, and I will revisit the question and say, yes, I, I think it did get a sequel. Okay, mm. so it's not Billy Hatcher. So do you want to ask if it has animals in it? Yeah, that's a good one. Is this game? Well, do you Wait. want to ask oh, if yeah. it can play as an animal? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's a good question, yeah. Um, yeah, in this game, do you play as an animal? Sidebar, do you consider humans animals? <laughs> <laughs> you heard last week's. Uh, no, we wouldn't in this case, but I don't think he plays an animal in this game. Okay. Whoa. Battalion mm, Wars? That's a Nintendo franchise. But we don't know it's not a Nintendo franchise. We just, well, no, is it? Yeah. He said it's not he a Nintendo it's not. franchise. Well, it's definitely a Nintendo franchise now because it has sequels, so that question has to be readdressed too. No, it doesn't. Why not? No, because it's it made, it's like a, se- you know, it's a Sega or Capcom game on the, on the GameCube. Was this game developed in Japan? That's very confusing. Was it developed in Japan? Yes. I don't know. That didn't help me at all. <laughs> I'm already assuming. I'm already assuming it's some Billy Hatcher esque. Yeah, or, or RPGs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could be Batten Kaitos. Mm-hmm. Is that Sega? <sighs> Namco. I don't actually remember recall who the developer is. Is it a role playing game? Yes. Of a sort. Why oh. did you do that? <laughs> caveat. Yes. <laughs> so tactical role playing, or it could be Batten Kaitos. They're, that got a sequel. It's got I mean, a, Fire Emblem is on there, but we got plenty of sequels, right? It's a Nintendo franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that totally is. Uh, okay, so GameCube got Skies of Arcadia. Not an exclusive. Not an exclusive, because that, well, I, it depends on, like, it got, like, some upgraded version of the Dreamcast. Batten was, though? It was an exclusive. Um, ooh, see, like, it was not a big role-playing game system, right? Because it had, like, the Paper Marios and stuff, but they're part of a franchise. Mm-hmm. And mostly the RPGs around. How do you narrow it down to Baton Kaitos? I don't. I don't. I, I. I don't. I never played them. I think you. I think I had like a card-based combat system. Really? Yeah. Well, if we don't know anything about this game, combat. it's gonna be hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Just ask about some like some of the details of. The we don't know the right answers though, so it wouldn't. I don't. Matter. I don't hardly remember that game. I never owned them. I admired them from afar. I bet that's probably RPG. what it is. Yeah. I don't it's know an RPG of a sort. What does that mean? <laughs> what are you playing at, Hatfield? Do you publish Bad and Kaitos? I, I don't even recall with any confidence. Well, we have some th- questions to burn. I think it was like Namco. Namco. Was this I, a Namco game? No. Was this a Sega game? It's 15. You're asking if it's a Sega game? Yeah. No. Okay. Mm. Uh, so Atlas or something probably put something out? Atlas. I don't recall. Maybe they even did that. I don't recall what they were up to back then. I think they were just making PS2, like, Disgaea games mm-hmm. back in that era, you know, localizing them for America. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just making sure. I'm all, we're all set. Oh, you know, he's got the I don't, I don't know where to go, because, like, I, I guess I could think of other RPGs on yeah. the GameCube, but I don't know where I'd go with them. Yeah, what were other GameCube RPGs? Not. What were they? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing Earthfall. Super Paper Mario, Fire Emblem, um, all, all Dragon. Was there a Dragon Quest? That wouldn't matter because no, they were PS2 back then. 
I don't know. I don't know how to get this. Oh, uh, Xenoblade type things like uh, Xenosaga or. Um, I don't think they'd switched back to Valky- Nintendo yet. What's the? There's an online one, that was only on GameCube. There's an online, uh, Fantasy Star. Yes, but Damon would know. Like that's a part of a franchise. Is that Sega? Yeah, and that's Sega. Yeah. And that's Sega. I think we should just go with Bat and Kaidos. Okay. Is it Bat and Kaidos? Hold on. Yeah, we have four questions, questions left. Yeah, but we don't have anything. I don't, hack, I don't know. The hack. Have we mentioned the game yet? Oh yeah, you got it. Of... Okay. Have you mentioned the game yet? No. <laughs> it works, so, CJ. Yeah. But I will point out this game is in obscure. Yeah, it's a fairly popular big GameCube RPG. That got a sequel that. So think of like. Exclusive. Does it have cartoony graphics? Yes. Okay. But we haven't mentioned it yet. (laughs) I mean, so technically, Pokemon games are not Nintendo games Mm -hmm. because the Pokemon company is separate. And there's Gale of Darkness on that, but. Um, There was was the, the Sonic the Hedgehog. RPG, but that was on. And that uh, was on DS. That was on DS. He's an animal. And that was also developed in America. <laughs> Sonic's an animal. I mean, <laughs> big, they, big they tried to make him human-like in the cube RPGs. <laughs> oh my! How could this happen to cartoony us? Cartoony graphics. So it's <laughs> cartoony graphics is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not Nino. Nino right. Kuni. I mean, it's just so weird to have stuff from that era that even looked like that. Mm. Anime, though, you know, could be an anime game. Should we ask that? <laughs> yes. Well, then, does that mean anything? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everyone understands. <laughs> Does this game have an anime style? Uh, well, wait. You have to be more specific. I, I don't know if, if what you like mean. Like super deformed. Can you give me another example of a, anime, a game with anime style that you mean? No. Yeah, yeah. Fire Emblem. Yeah, I think you mean like. Does it? Is it considered? Like, anime? is it supposed to look like animation? Like that you would sit down and watch on Crunchyroll? Not back in that era. I think the d- character designs should look like they're like anime. You know. Is it based off As opposed to like Zack and Wiki. Like I think that's what you mean. Because yeah, there would have been nothing in that era that had that kind of anime. All right, we can abandon this line of questioning. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What would cartoony though? I mean... I wish wish we knew who made it. We know it's not Sega. I know, it's brutal. Who was making GameCube exclusives back then? We know it's Japanese made, so it's got to be like... Capcom. Yeah, it's got to be like, you know, Capcom, Konami. Konami. What would Konami make RPG-wise though? Damon's made a big face. He made a big that's, face. That's a, ask, is this a Konami-made game? No, it's not. Oh. <clears throat> uh, if, you're, if you are totally lost, I will reveal. Well, we, well, hold on now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> do you get, do you, do you get one more bonus question for all the times where we've no. No. done really well? Lot. <laughs> Didn't it become 21 questions? I thought we... The answer is no. <laughs> um, what a, what was, I'm trying to think about what... Capcom was up to back then. Or even like, you know, Square was not back in the fold by then. No, no there is Square games. There's Crystal Chronicles. Ooh. It could be Crystal Chronicles. That's where it could be Crystal it, Chronicles. It probably is. And that we, got we a have sequel. No questions. <laughs> yeah, that like got an obscure sequel. one, that obscure one. No, I think that one matches everything. I think it's going it is. through the library. I'm just let me go through my mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably it. Is that it's an RPG of a sort? Yeah, because it is multiplayer RPG. Yeah, let's go with it. Okay. Is you this said, Crystal Chronicles? It. What's the full title of the game? Is this Final Fantasy The Crystal Chronicles? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. There you go. Yes. That's, uh, that's, that was like 20 guys. Mind Palace. Right? You totally forgot about Square Enix. Even though this wasn't, this was uh, 
they set up a shell corporation to develop Didn't this really? game called the game, like the game studio. Oh, that's so silly. Because they had a license with so that, so Sony. So our, our pursuit of that question would have been difficult anyway. Well, if you had asked if it was Square Enix, I would have told you. Of a sort. Kind you. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's an action RPG. No, so no, no you, I'm like, just making the joke that you would have said if this yeah. is, was this developed by Square Enix. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Chronicles underrated. Good I know game. it's being remade for Switch and PS4. This is that year? true? Yeah, it's coming out this oh, year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta read about it on IGN.com. Yeah, you can. Cool. Watch a trailer on YouTube.com slash IGN. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. I know you would have got that one before uh, us. Yeah, oh, Our wow. deepest apologies. That was like Final Fantasy's like return to a Nintendo platform yeah. since right. 3. Yeah. yeah. Broke Flash away for a bit. Could have had the Final Fantasy boss oh, music. Oh, man. Yeah. I have to dub it in. <laughs> I don't know if Crystal Chronicles <laughs> uses that. <laughs> well, nicely job. Yeah, nicely job indeed. You got there at the end. Thank you for the suggestion. Colin Copeland in Waco, Texas. If you have your own suggestions for Video Game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. That is all the scoops that we have here this week. I got a... I gotta book my E3 flight. Yeah, I booked mine yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. heading out. Sorry, uh, sorry, the show was so spooky this week. (laughs) So they wanted something spooky for a part. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. My name is Damon, this is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.